0: the Johnson Wax program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills orchestra. The show opens with the I Sing. <laughs> have already experienced in our buying some effects of material shortages caused by the war. But it seems perfectly obvious that we've seen only the beginning, that in the months to come, we'll all feel the pinch of these shortages much more than we have. And that means, for those who look and plan ahead, a program of taking better care of the things we have. So I make the suggestion again that I've made many times before that you protect your floors, furniture, and woodwork Your linoleum and enamel surfaces, the finish of your automobile, and countless other things in your home with Johnson's wax polishes. I know of no other way to give your possessions this protection so easily, so inexpensively, to make things last, and at the same time make them beautiful, and save yourself work in the bargain. the poet said, Home is the hunter, home from the hills. Only these hunters weren't hunting, they were fishing. And they weren't in the hills, they were sitting in a rowboat. Anyway, they're home. Yes, activity has returned to 79 Wistful Vista in the well-rounded forms of Bibber McGee and Molly.
1: Goodness, McGee, am I glad to be home?
2: Ah, me too. Well, you unpack while I take all the films down at the drugstore. I think these are going to be the best snapshots I ever took, Molly.
1: You ever took? Yeah. You made me take all of them.
2: Oh, Molly. Now,
1: listen, if there's a picture of me in that lot, it's because I was reflected in your wet bathing suit.
2: (laughs) Gee whiz, Molly. You know I'm no good with a camera.
1: You're no good behind it, but oh, brother, you're a regular glamour boy in front of it.
2: (laughs) Am I really? You ain't just saying that because you admire me
1: (laughs) Look, sweet, I'm a busy woman Now go away, get out of my hair What there is left of it after 13 weeks away from a beauty parlor (laughs) Okay,
2: I'll run along Hey, did you take that last roll out of the camera?
1: No, I didn't have the camera, you were carrying it
2: I was? Why, I laid it on that little shelf over the seat when... Oh, my gosh What? I left the doggone camera on the train
1: Oh, fine Oh, You know, you're a lot of fun to travel with, dearie Yeah, but no, you know I never know what you're going to do next oh. And a good thing, too, if I knew I'd never leave the house
3: Yeah, but,
2: but what am I going to do about the camera?
1: Well, what was the last picture you took?
2: It was the one you took of me making like I was a cowboy on that stuffed horse
1: Well, in that case, I'd just leave the camera on the train Maybe they'll never find out who it belongs to, I hope No,
2: sir I sold 27 subscriptions to Nasty Confessions to win that camera. <laughs> and I'm going to get it back.
1: Oh, forget it. Buy a new one.
2: I thought you said we ain't supposed to buy anything we don't really need. You said the government has asked us to try and...
1: All right, all right. You win, dearie. Call the railroad and see if the camera's been turned in.
2: What was our birth number again?
1: Lower eight. Lower eight. And if everybody sleeps as badly in it as I did, there should be a lower eight.
2: <laughs> Molly, that's a pun.
1: It may be a pun, but it was no joke. Which reminds me, I want to get to bed early tonight and see how that nightmare turned out.
2: Now, let me see now. I'll call the railroad, ask for the lost and found department, and tell them there's a camera on my seat. Uh,
1: Well, they'll probably tell you a better way to carry it is over your shoulder. (laughs) But go ahead and call them.
2: Okay, hand me the phone.
1: Oh, heavenly days, we got company. And I'm ashamed to have anybody see this dusty house.
2: Oh, don't be so fussy. You've been using Johnson's wax so long a speck of dust looks like a sandstorm.
1: Come in. Hello there, kids. Welcome home. Oh, for goodness sake. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer.
2: I'm afraid you got the advantage of me, bud. Who are you? What you mean, Johnny? You remember me? No, I don't think so. Your voice is familiar, but your face is strange. Look, you're a Fibber McGee, ain't you? No. What? What? No. Everybody says that since my vacation, I'm simply a different person. I don't know who I am. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's (laughs) crazy. That ain't the way I hear it. Oh,
1: my. Here we go again. (laughs) The way I hear it,
2: one feller says, tell a feller, says, why don't somebody get that feller Hitler? Don't worry, says Tutterfeller. Sooner or later, every
0: house painter is bound to kick the bucket. <laughs> kick the bucket. Bucket.
5: <laughs> have a nice vacation, kids. You bet, you
2: old-timer. We had a little shack up on Lake uh, Hotsapoochee. How's it up there, kids? Kind of crowded?
1: Uh, simply humming with mosquitoes. <laughs> and uh, what have you been doing this summer, Mr.
2: Old-timer? Working in a defense plant, daughter. Oh, how'd you get that job? I answered a an ad, Johnny. Yeah? Seems they wanted a man with vision. A man people could look up to,
5: and one that could still keep a down to earth attitude. And I got the job. Doing what? Testing parachutes.
3: <laughs>
5: I'll drop in here someday
0: and tell you about it. Well, glad you're home, kid. See you later. <laughs>
1: If we can keep the job, it's nice to know you'll always have a roof over your head.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just a oh, hey, the camera, the camera. Give me the phone. Now. Here. Thanks. Hello, operator. Give me the Atlantic and Frantic Railroad office in the Ipswich. Oh, is that you, Mert? Oh. <laughs> how's our little thing, Mert? It is, huh? Yeah, nice vacation. What's a Mert? Your brother from Montana? Working in the government garage, eh? Oh, geez! you still got that beautiful collie dog?
1: What's he doing in a government garage with a collie
4: dog?
2: Jeep herding Oh Oh, well First show, we're trying
4: (laughs) What's that, Mert? Okay,
2: put him on Hello, Atlantic and Frantic Railroad? Look, there was a camera on my seat and Yeah, I know it's better to carry it over your shoulder (laughs) That ain't it Now, wait a minute on the train this morning
1: left the camera on the train, McGee. I love railroad stations. <laughs> Whenever I smell train smoke, I want to go someplace.
2: Yeah, me too. Someplace else. <laughs> hey, I wonder where the lost and found department is.
1: Well, we just want the lost department. We haven't found anything.
2: You just call it that because you go there when you've found you've lost something.
4: Oh.
1: I'll
2: ask the guy at the information desk. Hey, bud. Hey, you. 4-F. 4-F. <laughs>
4: Yes,
0: uh, speaking to me, sir?
1: Uh, yes, we are. Are you the information man?
0: Uh, well, sir, it's a funny thing about that. Everybody asks, am I the information man? And I always say, well, if I'm not the information man, what am I doing here in the information booth? Though some people don't believe their eyes, ma'am, so they've got to ask questions like, am I the information man? <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am, I am. Well, look, Gabby... <laughs>
2: I left my camera on the train this morning, and I want to see if it's been turned in.
0: Where's the lost and found department? Well, sir, it's a funny thing about that. Everybody asking for the lost and found. So many people leaving things on trains. And my sister left a box of cheese sandwiches on the train once. Was doing a heat spell, so they found them all right. The second door down the hall.
4: Well, uh,
1: thank you. Uh, what time do they close?
0: Well, sir, it's a funny thing about that. We used to keep the lost and found department open 24 hours a day. But now, with fewer people trying to locate lost articles, they only keep it open during business hours, regular business. Which is okay, I guess. Five o'clock.
4: <laughs> You'd go around
2: Robin Hood's barn for a shortcut, wouldn't you, Buck? <laughs>
1: well,
2: much obliged.
1: Come on, McGee. Second door down the hall.
2: I'm glad that's all we had to ask that guy. He just turns his voice on and leaves it running. Oh,
1: well, I Oh, McGee, look. Who's that over by the newsstand?
2: Well, as I live and breathe, but not very fast because it don't excite me much. (laughs) If it ain't Abigail Uppington.
6: (laughs) Oh, my dear Mrs. McGee, how nice to see you again.
1: And Mr. McGee.
2: Hi, Uppy.
1: (laughs) Nice to see you again, Abigail. And what a clever little hat you're wearing. Hat?
2: That's what she says, Uppy. Hat. H-A-T. Hat. You know, that little cloth thing you wear on your head if your hair looks okay, and if you don't, you wear a turban? (laughs) I
6: I don't understand. I I am not wearing a hat. Well, then, what's that thing on your head? Thing? Why, why, I don't believe that I... Oh, Oh, my goodness, how silly of me. It's the book of the month. I've been carrying a book on my head lately to improve my carriage.
2: That ain't a carriage, that's a truck. McGee.
1: (laughs) Pay no attention to him, Abigail. I think it's very intelligent of you to keep trying to improve yourself. Even at your age.
6: Uh thank you. <laughs> but, uh, tell me, did you have a pleasant summer? Sure
2: did, Uppy, and I really got tanned.
6: Really?
1: Yeah.
6: I always said you should be.
4: How
1: about you, Abigail? Did you have a nice vacation? Oh, I didn't
6: go away this year, my dear. Though I did make a short tour with a little group selling war bonds. <laughs> Time someone would buy a bond, I permitted him to kiss me. <laughs> How'd you come out? Mr. McGee, something must be done to stimulate people into buying more boxes. <laughs> I am quite discouraged. And, and that on top of the other horrible experience I had this summer. Oh,
1: what was that, Abigail? Oh,
6: it was that bachelor apartment building up the street from my house. Yeah? Those thoughtless, rude men spent day after day, week after week, sunning themselves on the roof, wearing only bathing trunks. Oh. I was shocked and horrified, really. Gee. They,
2: they still doing it,
6: Uppy? I don't know, Mr. McGee. I, I gave my binoculars to the Navy.
4: Oh. <laughs>
1: Get your camera and let's get home. I have a lot of house cleaning to do. Who
0: said house cleaning? Uh Uh-oh, that man's here, Molly. Hi, Harlow.
1: Hello, Mr. Wilcox. My, it's nice to see you. How
0: are you, Molly? You're a sight for sore eyes. And look at old man McGee here. Why, you're looking swell, Pop. Hey, hey, don't pop me, you big hulk.
2: (laughs) You feel so young, why ain't you in school?
4: (laughs) You
0: ducking the truant, officer? (laughs) That's how I feel, all right, young. new lease on life. Had a wonderful summer. Well,
4: you really look
1: at Mr. Wilcox. Where'd you go? Didn't go
0: anywhere. Didn't have to. Why do people go away? For relaxation, rest, sunshine, sport. Why, I had all those things right here. Take it easy, Junior. You'll burn yourself out before you're 90.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, how'd you get all those things, Rest sport and sunshine without leaving town, Mr. Wilcox.
0: Just by working a little harder selling Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, Molly. (laughs) Ah,
2: subtle, ain't he, folks? (laughs) Like a bull in ballet slippers.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir, to me there's no greater sport than battling dust and dirt and dampness with Johnson's glow coat, and it's so easy to apply. I get a good rest because it shines as it dries, and do I relax. Just to know that a kitchen linoleum can be so easily protected against dust and dirt calms my nerves and makes me so contented I sleep like a log. Oh,
4: well,
1: how about that sunshine?
0: Baby, you haven't seen sunshine till you've seen the smile on a housewife's face when she takes a look at that gleaming, sparkling, glow-coated linoleum. That's why I say... I the uh, Harlow. Hey. Eh? Look, you're so full
2: of Pip or er, pep... <laughs> Full of health and everything. Can you put your hands flat on the floor without bending your knees? Certainly. And hold that position? Why, sure. Watch. You mean, uh, like this? (laughs) Come on, Molly, let's go Hurry
1: Look back, McGee, he's still doing
2: it That's okay, I'll send the boy down Thursday morning to tell him he can straighten up
1: I think it was kind of a dirty trick to run away from him like this
2: He don't mind, he's in his favorite position bending over looking at a floor (laughs) Hey, this must be the lost and found Come on Oh, hi, bud. Uh, my name is McGee, and I left a camera on...
0: Ah, sure, a camera. Now, let's see, you'd be a two-way brownie type. I would be a bit surprised if it was a very camera because there was a torn place on the strap. Did yours? Yes, and I... That's fine, take it along. No, 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 you don't have to sign anything. You have identified it. Well, good day to
1: you. <laughs> efficiency, and it's nice to know what type you are, dear. Yeah, ain't
2: yeah, it though. Now, if somebody asks me where I stand in the draft, I can say I'm a brownie, 2A.
1: <laughs> well, come on, let's
2: grab a cab and go home.
1: No, sir. Now, it costs us a dollar and a quarter, and we can buy five war savings stamps for that. We'll take the streetcar. Oh, but,
2: Molly, it makes me sick to ride facing backwards.
1: Well, you can get a seat facing
2: forward. Oh, but I like to ride facing backwards so I can see who gets on. Oh, for <laughs> goodness
1: sake! make up your mind. Well, well, oh. Mayor Latrivia Imagine meeting you Good day,
2: Mrs. McGee Hello, McGee Hi, Latrivia Are Going away? No, we just come down to the station to get my camera Left it on the train this morning Well, how's everything?
0: Splendid, splendid a Nice vacation
1: Very nice, Mr. Mayor And you? Oh,
0: yes Yes, though I've been very busy, of course War bond rallies, civilian defense organization, salvage program. Say, I got a great slogan for you on that salvage stuff, Patricia. Oh,
1: please, McGee, do you have to...
2: I'd like to hear it, Mrs. McGee. Oh, it's a honey. Now, just imagine a big sign on the salvage truck that reads, We want all kinds of scrap metal, so get the lead out. <laughs>
0: You had a nice vacation, did you, Mr.
4: McGee?
1: <laughs> Just wonderful. You know, there's nothing as healthy as a fishing trip, and when it's McGee fishing, it's even healthy for the fish.
4: <laughs>
0: well, perhaps I should take a fishing trip myself. A little incident in my office a short time ago made me quite angry. Oh. In fact, I am highly incensed. You are? Come here and let me smell
1: McGee. <laughs> He means he's furious about something. Well, maybe he put
2: on too much of that incense and somebody started lice-cracking, huh? McGee, I have not been using incense. Well, what if he did? Who cares? I kind of go for a good smell and shave and lotion myself. I'm about that. Why,
1: of course not. Besides, the atmosphere in that city hall is so stuffy that a person almost has I tell
2: stuff. you, Mrs. McGee, I do not use perfume of any kind. Who said you did? Incense ain't perfume. Incense is great stuff. Keeps the mosquitoes away, too. <laughs> and they got some real nice fragrances, too. Sandalwood and roses and all stuff like that there. You got mosquitoes
0: in the city hall, the trip? No, we have not.
1: Well, then why the incense?
0: Because incense is the only... I mean, I don't use
4: incense.
0: I use the word in the sense of being angry. What were you sorry, Latrivia? The city treasurer accused me of being wasteful with public funds. And it's a downright political plot. I have been the most economical mayor this city has ever had. Well,
1: maybe he was referring to the incense. Now, uh, did you pay for that out of your own pocket? Of course
3: I did. I mean, no, I did not. There wasn't any incense. Now, 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 now.
2: First you say there was, and then you say there wasn't. We don't care, Latrivia. You can talk plain to us. Shucks. Incense is a trivial item. I can get you all you want for four bits. What fragrance you like? I don't like any. I hate incense. I don't want it around. Well,
1: I shouldn't think you would after that incident in your office. Yeah,
2: anyway, if it's just to chase mosquitoes, a little punk could do
3: just as well. <laughs> That's fine. You've got the job. Be in my office in the morning. I never thought <laughs> it.
0: king's men sing, praise the Lord, and pass the ammunition. Through the smoke and thunder of a mighty cannonade,
3: the chaplain walked among his men, calm and unafraid, shouting praise the Lord the ammunition, praise the Lord, and pass the ammunition, praise the Lord, and pass the ammunition, and we'll all stay free. Praise the Lord, and swing into position, can't afford to sit around the wishing, praise the Lord, we're all between perdition and the deep blue. They heard him through the rattle And the roaring of the battle For a stalwart and was he Shout and praise the Lord We're on a mighty mission All aboard We're not a-going fishing Praise the Lord And pass the ammunition And we'll all stay free Down went the gunner A bullet was his fate Down went the gunner and then the gunner's mate Up jumped the sky Pilot gave the boys a look Then manned the gun himself As he lay aside the bull Shout and praise the Lord And pass the ammunition Praise the Lord And pass the ammunition Praise the Lord We're steady on position Are we ready? Hey! Aim! Fire! Praise the Lord ammunition, we can't afford to sit around the vision, praise the Lord, we'll blast them to perdition, and if you're ready, I aim, fire, the sky pilot said it, you've got to give him credit, for a son of a gun of a gunner was he, shout and praise the Lord, we're on a mighty mission.
1: On the streetcar didn't hurt
2: you any, did it? No, I even kind of enjoyed it a little bit in spots. Hey, where'd you say the mother rolls of film were?
1: In the box with your fishing tackle
2: upstairs in the hall.
1: Oh. Say, wait a minute, I'll go get them for you, Dan.
2: Oh, no, don't you get them. I'll get them. Oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there's a woman for you. Tired as she is, she still runs upstairs to get something for me. <laughs> I'd never let her do it if I didn't know she was happy to do it. <laughs> I'd do anything to make her happy. <laughs> Why, she's the good... Oh, no, who in the... Come in.
7: Hi, mister. Oh, hello
2: there, little girl. Well, I haven't seen you in a long time. What you been doing all summer?
7: Oh, gee, we, we've been awful busy, mister, me and Willie, too. Yeah? We got real savage. About what? Hmm?
2: I says, what'd you get savage about?
7: Oh, uh, about two tons, I bet you.
2: Two tons of what?
7: Savage. <laughs> well, what made
2: you savage?
7: Oh, Oh, we didn't make it. We just collected it in Willie Toops' coaster wagon.
2: You collected... Hey, you by any chance mean salvage?
7: No. Huh? Hmm? I says,
4: by any chance, do you mean salvage?
7: No, not by any chance. We collected it on purpose. (laughs) And and gee, were they glad to get the radiator off my daddy's car. They said it was almost all copper. Well, that was
2: pretty generous of your your father. (laughs) To give him his car radiator...
7: Oh, he didn't know we took it.
4: Oh.
7: No. He handed off to get it fixed, and Willie and I didn't know what it was, only we knew it was metal. And the government needs needs metal, so we took it.
2: Well, I hate to ask, sis, but what happened when your father found out? <laughs> when you it, did you dead
7: a-whippin'? <laughs> 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 you sounded just like Red Skeleton, mister. <laughs>
4: <laughs> except,
7: except that you haven't got red hair and dimples And he's funnier
2: Oh, he is, eh?
7: Hmm?
2: I says he is, eh?
7: Is what? Red
2: Skelton is funnier than I am
7: I know it <laughs> Now
2: look, sis, I'm busy I gotta take some films down to the drugstore What do you want, anyway?
7: Oh, I just wanted to ask you, mister Can I play in your sand pile? Can I please, mister? Can I?
2: What do you mean, my sandpile? I haven't got any sandpile.
7: Oh, you have to. You're fooling me. No, no, I haven't. Yes. Got... You got a dandy sandpile right back of the garage.
2: Right in back of the... Hey, that ain't a sand pile. That's my victory garden.
7: Now you go away. Beat it. Scram. Okay, mister, but you'll be sorry you treated me like this someday when I grow up and be a big movie actress and wear pretty bathing suits in the Sunday paper and marry Walter Pigeon. You'll be
4: sorry.
2: Silly kid. Doesn't even know Walter Pigeon is already married to Mrs. Miniver. Well, here's your
1: film dearie, And on your way back to the drugstore, now.
5: Come in. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Welcome home. Oh,
1: Mr. Wimple. Hi,
5: Wimple, man. How are you feeling? Oh, not bad, Mr. McGee. <laughs> Except I'm a little sore up here.
1: Oh. Did you break your collarbone or something, Mr. Mm-hmm.
2: Wimple?
5: Oh, no. I just went and got tattooed. See? <laughs> oh, my gosh, a rabbit.
2: What'd you get a rabbit tattooed on there for, Wimp?
5: I thought Sweeney Face would like it. Oh. <laughs> She's often said she wished I had a little hair on my chest. <laughs> Oh, I guess she's all right, Mrs. McGee, though she's mad at me right now, and I didn't mean it that way at all.
2: You didn't mean what what way?
5: What I said at breakfast yesterday. The night before, she'd gone to bed with a sick headache, and when she came down to breakfast, I said, how do you feel, horrible? Meaning, of course, how do you feel, Horrible. (laughs) Was she ever angry?
1: Well, what'd she do?
5: Oh, she picked me up by one wrist and one ankle and whirled me around. Then everything went black.
1: You mean you were knocked out?
5: Oh, no. Sweetie Face had thrown me into the coal bin. (laughs) Tell me, did you have a nice summer?
2: Sure did, Wimp. Say, you know, you ought to get away yourself for a while.
5: It'll do you good. Why don't you do that, Mr. Wimple? Take a few weeks in the woods. Oh, I couldn't afford it, Mrs. McGee. I could have once, but not now. You had dough at one time, Wimp? Oh, yes, indeed. At one time, I had more folding money than I knew what to do with. Oh, and what happened? It folded. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm glad you're home again. I'd like to stay a while, but I promised Sweetie Face I'd come home and practice for the army. Practice what? Maneuvers. Oh. Sweetie Face straps me in a baby carriage at the top of the stairs and gives it a push. Wow. She says if I ever get into the army, she wants me to know how to drive a jeep.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Poor little fella. Well, he shouldn't ought to be so meek about everything. He's got all the sparkling personality of a torn sock.
1: <laughs> well, just the same she'll drive him to desperation sometime. Yep,
2: he'll probably go fling himself under the wheels of a passing roller skate. <laughs>
1: well, I'm off to the store, Molly.
2: Hey, uh, where's those films? Oh, here they are.
1: Uh, did you take the roll out
2: of the camera? Gee, I didn't at that. Give me the camera.
1: I haven't got it. You had
2: it. I did? I wonder what it... Oh, my gosh. What? I left it on the streetcar.
4: Oh,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please.
1: Uh, folks, I'm not an expert financier. I'm just a housewife. But I think I know when to turn the roast, if we have a roast. And when the Army needs the roast more than we do, we'll have macaroni.
2: I don't care for macaroni.
1: McGee, if it's going to help the government, you'll eat macaroni and like it. With tomatoes? Why not?
2: Well, that's all right, then. On macaroni, tomatoes are good.
1: Now, where was I? You're... Oh, Yes. Well, I just want to say to you other housewives, and you men who sit in the living room and read the paper while we girls do the dishes, that if we put our minds to it, we can strangle a post-war depression with our own apron strings. We can avoid uh, most of the mess we had after the last war by backing up our government right now. We've got to pay our bills and not buy anything we don't need. We've got to pay no more for things than the price Uncle Sam has set for those things and ask our merchants to post those prices where we can see them. Hey,
2: incidentally, I just got a bill from the milkman. I paid it.
1: it. Now be quiet. Okay. (laughs) And in order to help pay for this war and provide a cushion for ourselves after this war, there's no better investment than war bonds. Remember, V for victory, and if you know your alphabet, you know the only way to reach V is through U. Good night. Good night, all.
0: The characters of the old-timer and Wallace Wimple heard on this program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This program has come to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company.